I thought you were gonna do like a jo- another Joji line with that. Like got like what does he say? He's like feeling like a Brinks truck. Yeah. That was in uh what song is that from? Mm, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Thought you were going for a TikTok reference there. Mm-mm. Not not the No, the viral TikTok stuff is what I mostly reference. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, are we recording? Yes. Cool. Welcome back to Otaku. Hello. Welcome. It's been it's been too long. Or has it? <laughs> Let's discuss. <laughs> Eighth episode of Diamond is Unbreakable coming up quickly on the very end of this season mm-hmm. part. Uh, the first episode for tonight is the episode that got Connor all riled up <clears throat> and hating part four even more. Yeah, like why exactly though? I'm still I'm not really 100%. Because Josuke rides the motorbike and like I think the part Connor referenced specifically was that Josuke like slides underneath the truck to like miss the lady and the baby while like disassembling and reassembling the motorbike simultaneously with a stand okay so what's his problem with it <laughs> he's just like it's like that's the most ridiculous thing you've seen on this show no i don't think it i don't think he meant it that way i think he just was like this is just so it's it's ridiculous it's very like matrix bullshitty of the show i guess i'll agree with that but yeah but i mean it's fucking jojo Right, that's what I default to. Anytime I start thinking about something too hard, I'm just like, "It's fucking JoJo." And I just do a big mental shrug. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, but this is like one of your least favorite episodes of this part. Um. Yeah. I mean, because you don't like the feet. Yeah, and it's a continuation of the feet. And at this point, it's literally like two thirds of the episode is him getting chased around by disembodied feet feet that are sniffing. Yeah. I think that if they were just feet. And they were doing feet stuff. I'd be like, eh, all right, you're on thin ice. But then they start doing <laughs> that shit. Yeah, but like, then we well, find out why, well, yeah, at least. I know, but like still. the, the <laughs> It is kind of funny, though, that like the stand takes on. Well, okay. Do you think that the stand took on the sniffing ability from its user? Or do you think that the user, because he has such a such a dank sniffer, uh, it influenced the stand? I think I'm hoping it's that way and not, not the other way because that's, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. But it would make sense for it to be that the the stand uses smells. I mean, smelly feet is kind of like a fucking, like, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a pun. And I could see Iraqi going with that, <laughs> like, to the point where, like, it's like, okay, well, he's got, the stand has smelly feet, get it, because they smell. And mm. then, you know, when the user doesn't even have a stand... Uh, I literally out. never even fucking thought of that. I just thought of oh it. Oh my fucking god! I can almost guarantee you that's why, because <laughs> like he, because it's it's almost definitely not a phrase or a saying in Japanese, but he probably mm-hmm. heard about it or read about it in his travels and thought it was the funniest stupid thing. Right. And was like, hmm, let's take that and make it into a literal thing. I do. I do actually really like this episode and how it's really focused on Joe's kid because we haven't had an episode focused on him in quite some time, like just pretty much him and only him. Yeah. 
It's like, who's the protagonist in the show? Right. And it does show that Josuke is very much a Joe star, that he's quick thinking on his feet, pun intended, I guess. He's quick thinking, he's quick acting, and he's literally backed into a spot where he has to make some very, very, very fast decisions. And I do enjoy that aspect of seeing like the, the Joe stars and their lineage, like having to do that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like luck obviously plays a big part in their survivability. Huge. But um, yeah, they definitely, they do have just enough skill mixed with just enough ability that it always gets them through these ridiculous situations. Well, yeah, you kind of have to. It's a whole shonen thing where, like, it's like, ooh, are they gonna, are they gonna pull through? Or are they gonna win? I was like, of course they are. They're the fucking good guys. <laughs> right. Well, I, that's like literally like you said, the basis of every fucking shonen right. stereotype. Even yeah. though I wouldn't consider, I forget his name. I'll just call him Smells Dude. His highway star. Well, that's his Stan's name. Oh yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily. I think it's Fungami. I think that's his name. Um, he he's not necessarily like a bad person. Like he's definitely like a grown up delinquent mm-hmm. or a gang member or both. But like I don't feel like he's like necessarily like a like a bad person. He just like wants to get better in the hospital, and the only way he knows how to do that very quickly is to use his stand and prey on prey on unsuspecting people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like once that's that. Uh, unfortunate bits out of the way it's just him being a lazy layabout who likes being doted on by his girls absolutely it's pretty, it's pretty he's like i'm so thing. good looking I, re- I literally don't have to do anything except like surround myself with hot women who want to bang i mean hey you know i guess i don't want to i don't want to crap on him for it i mean i don't either I, it's very selfish motivation but i guess like whatever it's not like he's really like out to be like super malicious with it you know right and then in the world of jojo this is pretty much like yeah it's pretty much like a neutral (laughs) neutral character yeah yeah um yeah snifty fangies Mm. our favorite bit yeah it's like sticky fingers but snifty fingers yeah gross (laughs) um also we get a lot of i feel like negative character development in this episode uh for our boy koichi the other main protagonist, maybe. Yeah, he definitely has upped in his delinquency, I feel like. And even mm-hmm. his stand is like a snarky piece of shit. Yeah, like he's his act three is just an asshole and disrespectful and like mas- masochistic or no. Sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my brain did. Um, cause this is the first time we get to hear, okay, Masta, let's kill the whole beach. And like, yeah. he does a clap thing and it's right. real dumb. It's so dumb. Like, I don't like act three. Like, I feel like this is the manifestation of Koichi's like teenage dumb brain, like into what like he thinks should be cool or something. Yeah. I mean, it is supposed to be 99. So a lot of like rap music i guess was really big <clears throat> like barely though in japan so maybe right but i mean you gotta think that like these these types of characters are probably very much into like american culture mm-hmm. like the fact that josuke is just like great like all the Grito. time yeah. yeah and like a lot of um japanese english like mixture is happening mm-hmm 
Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like, I mean, there's a lot of, like, especially at the time, that kind of stuff was super, super not accepted in, like, in the youth of Japan. Like, right. you were seen of, even if you, like, colored your hair at all, it was, like, you know, mm-hmm. delinquent, shaking my fist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, like, the only thing else that I really got from this episode was that Smells dude, Fungami, he, he knows, like, a rotten peach someone's on their period and also someone might be a tad bit angry mm-hmm. yeah he thinks that he thinks that one of his girls is miffed at him because he called them out on being on their period and turns out it's not it's josuke about to beat that ass yeah like it's... for real <laughs> i just i don't know dude like he's like he's like not that peach is rotten and she like cuts it open anyway and she's like ew how'd you know and he's like it smells rotten and they're like how the fuck can you smell he's like well i can smell that one of you's on your period it's yeah. like dude gross yeah maybe you should work on your openers like, yeah or else, like you know maybe after you get out of this inevitably eventually when you get out of this uh fucking body cast body cast then they might not be there for you to crawl back to Right. Um, this is also, <clears throat> I feel like this is one of my favorite Josuke moments from the series, like in him just being his spur of the moment, having a, one, a badass one-liner always on the cusp where he's like... And, and Jotaro's not even there to tell him like, yeah, let him have yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like he, he basically fucking, yeah, he fixes, he fixes the dude him. up. And then he's like, why did you fix me? He's, he's like, like so well... Beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and then he does. Like he almost fucking, he like hangs him out the the window he punches him out the window the yeah. dude lands in a fountain that's true he from like there. the fourth floor of the hospital yeah fully crippled all over again oh yeah he probably had to fucking like save him just enough yeah. so he didn't die instantly or something well he probably held back enough right but basically he's just like yeah i can beat the shit out of you whenever i want to because you're once i have your stand figured out it's pretty much whatever yeah so yeah He's like, if I catch you using your stand again to suck people's nutrients, I'm going to really fuck your world up. Mm. Like, don't think I won't. It's pretty gross. It's like a weird, like, stand mosquito or leech or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did they, he didn't even, like, was was it like a proximity thing? Like, I can't remember. No, I think the stand was actually. Was it like it latches on to you? It physically was touching Rohan, I think, when it was like sucking his life out of him, turning him and into absorbing a ghost it. Han. For yeah, yeah, and his see-through face. Yeah, skull face. Skull face, McGee. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm so tired that I feel like I don't have a lot of energy for this episode. This has been like the longest month of a week. Yeah, but we'll power through. Let's fucking do it. We'll do it. Drink more wine. Drink more wine. <laughs> Energy wine. <laughs> All right. Um, episode 30, Cat Plant. It does get killed, which I don't know. Do you think it actually got killed by the glass, or do you think that Kira just like killed the fucking cat when she wasn't looking? Kira is a serial killer, so Kira probably killed the cat. Yeah. He's like, oh, it died because it fell on the glass or something and it's like no it somehow supposedly shattered like a couple bottles and the and the shards went into the cat yeah i don't know if i buy that he's a serial killer no i know yeah (laughs) case in point cat dead don't know how the cat dies whatever cat gets buried and then either gets reincarnated or what's up with that what's your take on that whole thing like I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I literally have no idea what happens because Kira's like, trust me, the cat's fucking dead. So, like, 
okay, you killed the cat. And I'm assuming with that much glass and that much blood, it is a small animal. So I'm taking Kira's word for it. Right. No, it looks like it's definitely dead and it's buried for like a day because it's like does the time lapse thing and everything. Was it? Yeah, it's buried for like, well, not even 24 hours because he gets home from work when she is freaking out about it. And then he leaves. He's trying to leave for work the next morning when it gets all attacky spazzy. Mm -hmm. But it's just it's. I feel like this is the first instance that we've seen in this entire series or the entirety of Jojo that like you could conceivably come back. As a different form and still right, have your stand like, abilities. It's, yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't, per, I mean, I know why this happens. Like first viewing, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I think I just took it for what it was worth in the first viewing. But now I'm just like, why did you do this? Like, I have didn't a feeling... need, he didn't need to do this. Like Iraqi didn't need I don't know, dude. Like the only thing I can think of is like, okay, we already did like animals. We've done animals with stand powers out the ass, right? So well, we've never done vegetation, right? Or like he's like, well, why not both? <laughs> why not start like as the, an animal? I like the cat plants um, internal monologue. That was really that funny. voice. Round, 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 Well, yeah, that. But like the guy making that stuff it just sounds like, like whoever's the narrator they're like yeah that's literally what it is yeah with, he was with like, not really any discernible inflection difference right so i don't know i just it really bugs me because like once you die like your stand is supposed to be gone as well unless there's some weird convoluted hierophant green out there somewhere you know like it does it does feel very convenient as some other life form it could also be like maybe that because this is something to do with a cat having nine lives maybe maybe i mean maybe it's something that we're i don't know like i i know that japan has i feel like i was paying really close attention to re-watching this episode because i was like okay how the fuck does this happen because yeah because at first i was like is is the plant the stand right and then it was like, no, because Shinobu and Hayato can both see the plant. Right. Also, a third problem. <laughs> right. So it's so the plant is not the stand. But why didn't the stand die with the cat? And was the cat actually dead? Like, I have to, I have to assume that the cat wasn't completely dead. And that maybe, like, Echoes and other stands it it evolved somehow maybe i mean maybe that's like maybe they should anytime a stand user is about to die they should just fucking dig a hole and bury them <laughs> like that's the secret i mean yeah i don't know this you know? just seems <sighs> it's weird it's really weird it's and... really weird and honestly it kind of gives me like part five vibes but i don't want to spoil anything yeah nice no, I, I could see what you mean by that for sure but do we know if Ghost Dad had found Kira at this point? Mm, I think no. he I think he finds him in this episode. <sighs> yeah, it's hard to remember. It's either this episode or the next episode. So if there's a possibility of a certain thing getting thinged again. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I get what you mean. Yeah, but mm. like I don't I don't 
don't, uh, I don't know, dude. (laughs) This is like the biggest baffle of. Right. And it's stupid because it's like, on first glance, it's like, that's just a throwaway. Like, let's just take it at face value. And now we're like, no. Yeah. None face value. Because there's. None of that. So at this point, there's so much lore built up and there's so much, there's so many rules like this has to happen in order for this has to happen. And if this happens, then this happens. And it feels like there's. There's always one fucker in a part that's just the Rocky's just like, nah, those rules don't apply. Yeah, which I think to that is... one <clears throat> being and one being only. Yeah. And that that feeds, I think, into people's ideology that like Iraqi forgets or Iraqi just discards or throws away whatever doesn't well no the fit. whole thing is literally that people are mad and they're like how does he just forget this stuff and i'm like i guarantee you he doesn't fucking forget like I, that's my stance and I've, i'm sticking to it no i agree too but this is the stuff that i think starts people feeding into it yeah because i think they i think they we forget that iraqi just doesn't give a fuck sometimes he's like this is my story i do what i want also true, but he does also have an entire team of people and has for decades now that are acting as like quality control and kind of like storyboard. So they, pings they and probably stuff. know exactly why this happened, and so we should probably just find them and be like, "Excuse me, track them down." Interview why? Them. Why this do? Um. Yeah, I think the most. I think the second most absurd part of this episode was the fact that you can distract the murder cat plant with cat toys. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, because you were like, all right, is this thing, like you're saying, is this a cat reincarnated in a plant, or like, where does its natural instinct come from, the plant or the cat? And it's like... Well, it's definitely the cat, because the internal monologue was all cat. Right. And the cat was like, oh, my body is different now. Right. And then it picks off the the, the birds just for fun and eats one right <laughs> As a cat would do. Right. Like, eats the whole damn bird. Although, it wouldn't have eaten the bird's head if it was a real cat, so... I thought it was just squirrel heads. Ugh, I don't know. I've seen some nasty shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we found a decapitated... We found a bodiless squirrel, yeah. rather, in our yard at one point, thanks to one of the neighborhood cats yeah, earlier this year. That was fucking disturbing as yep. hell. That was, that was just appropriately JoJo. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, And then I think the third most absurd thing about this episode was like the reiteration that Hayato has cameras in his parents' bedroom. Yeah, that was a, a fun little revelation because he's sitting there like in his fucking like wherever hidey hole and just reviewing the footage like as he normally would. I'm assuming, like that's what that, yeah. that's what the implication is that he's yeah like, that he does this on the regular. Yeah, did he put those cameras there after Kira came home as his dad, or did he put them there before? I don't think so. I think they've been there. Uh, I don't know what's up with this fucking family, man, but it was, it was no, it's no worse off or weirder. It's literally just a plot device and I get it, but it's still really fucking weird that Araki would be like, yeah, this is fine. Right. Let's have a, a small child put cameras in his parents' bedroom. It's the kind of thing that we love to dissect. In 1999 when we barely had, we barely had like digital camera technology. So right. this fucker has really like, expensive. he has like CCTV, like surveillance shit, like in his parents' bedroom. How do they not notice this? Right. I don't get it. Yeah, they would have been the size of a fucking, like, full television. Like, you can't miniaturize that shit back in 99. It wouldn't have been a full television. It would have been one of those awkward, like, like big, white, boxy cameras hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, one of those, like, like it would have been like a CRT version of what we have today. 
Okay. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know, dude. This. It like falls off the wall in the middle of the night. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I don't know. These, these episodes are, they really pack a doozy. She said it's. As they edge closer and closer to the July fifteenth uh, quad, hmm. um, but yeah, there's this episode thirty was there is a lot of exposition, a lot of out loud exposition between Hayato and the dude Kara took over, like just saying all kinds of shit out loud that I'm like, if you even had any suspicion that maybe like someone wasn't around. That's when I do all my best talking, my all my best monologuing. It's just it's just ridiculous. It's again just like a, I know it's just plot device. Yeah, it's like how are we gonna move this along? Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Let's have him speak aloud while yes. Hayato's still like hidden away in the attic and it's can like, hear every fucking word you're saying. It's like some dramatic live play shit, like stage play. It is, but there's no like stage aside it's just i'm just gonna speak out loud for literally anyone and everyone in the vicinity to hear me yeah this is like i definitely like that's a that's a anime trope but like this and show also based on how much the voices carried up into the attic while hayato was up there like dealing with stray cat like how much like their voices the adults voices carried up in there like what the fuck why would why would Kira just stand there on the attic steps and just say some shit out loud like that when like Shinobu, like Shinobu could probably fucking hear him? I could not fucking tell you. <sighs> it's just these episodes annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> I think it also doesn't help. That I'm we're getting like, exasperated, like literally just trying to like, yeah, talk about them. I mean, we're almost at the end of the series too, which probably doesn't help because it feels like they're wasting like potential at this point. What do you mean wasting potential? Like they could be using these episodes much better. And I feel like even the animation in these last oh, episodes the animation so much worse. sucks so bad in these last few episodes we've been watching. Yeah. It's like the up close stuff is like fine, great, whatever, sure. And then like as soon as like they have more than th- three objects on screen and like two of them are in the distance, it's like all of a sudden the animation just goes in the fucking toilet. I don't know. There's like I've I've noticed like the, the like the very jerky animation and like you know missing an- parts of anatomy like you know faces optional kind of stuff. Yeah, face is definitely optional. Well, that's been the way since um, since the beginning of this part. I just ugh, I don't know. It's it, <laughs> it annoys it's, the fuck it sucks. Out of me. It sucks because like it sucks. I'm getting because... so annoyed with JoJo, and I don't want to be annoyed with JoJo, but I'm getting so annoyed with it. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of jojo it is a lot of jojo and this is twice now i feel like if you if unless you're obsessed with something like to a nauseating point watching it as much as we have is like ugh. i think also after doing the october writing challenge was just i'm like fucking over it now yeah hey you definitely didn't do yourself any favors thanks yeah no all right let's move to episode 31 all right um, this one, yeah, so episode 31, we go from, like, July 12th immediately to July 15th, mm. like, in the blink of an eye, and then apparently we're within the first, like, four or five hours of the day on July 15th, depending on what minute you stop the episode at, mm. which, and this is a four-parter, so this is... Like, every fucking episode of this four-parter does this shit, and... Yeah, and it's just, like, just take... 
they had to build up some some kind of suspense, I guess, because like we see Tomoko in the kitchen after Josuke's already left for school when he and Okiyasu are at the um, retired electrical tower, I guess. And we see her in the kitchen with like a shadowy figure. And then we see, then it goes back to the boys and then it cuts over to Koichi meeting a shadowy figure. For like three seconds. For literally like, yeah, like two or three seconds. So we don't know what's going on. And I, I guess it's to build up like whatever. But I think at the same time, they could have literally just done like, okay, just like, let's go to Okyasu and Josuke and focus on them and what's going on there because we'll get to everything else soon. Right. Like it, it felt like it felt literally like you were speed running through an entire two part episode storyboards with no context in between. It was just like it felt no, it felt like someone storyboarded out these four episodes and and then someone else went up to it and went, Let's take these three mm. frames and put them here in this episode, and let's take these three and put them here in this episode, and let's put these three here in this episode. And they were like, uh, well, that doesn't really, like, uh, it's not cohesive. And they're like, ah, it doesn't fucking matter. We'll just put, like, a little timestamp on it. Like they sneezed, and it fell all over the ground, and they're like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. I'm late. I got to pick it up, and wherever it fucking goes, like, good enough, I guess. Yeah, literally. Um. But I did notice this was the first episode, uh, a couple episodes before this, you noticed that it was like, oh, Shigechi is in the clouds in the opening, pointing yep. down when everyone's pointing up. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure Suji Aya is also in the clouds, like opposite Shigechi. And then I think it was this episode where I was like, and there's someone else up there. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's Keicho. So this we've got the three people that we know... That have had episodes involving them in Morio that have died because like, of Kira. Anyway, they don't do an accidental voyeurism. They just they just take a little peeky looky through they uh, do, Mickey. They do an observe, yeah, through a, Mickey. A sneaky peek, sneaky peeky through Mickey. Yeah, it's good. Which also is hilarious because I remember like I left for like a split second as I love doing, and you're like, oh, you missed it, and I came back, and it's like hey, Mickey talk is half. His head. Half binoculars and half just Mickey. Like, yeah. I'm like, Ugh. He's like, he's like his, from his shoulders is like binoculars. He looks so like non, like. Binocular like, shaped, I should say. Yeah. He's and just, it's just like his head. Nonplussed. And like, he's like talking to Josuke and Okiyasu. Like. Yeah, they're like, um, could you not do that, bud? <laughs> yeah. I know you can shapeshift, but it's kind of creepy. But yeah, so the dude living in the tower, um, whose name I did not catch to say the life. It's not his real name anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Remember when we first watched this and I was like, oh, he's. I mean, I was like, "Ooh, who dis?" Well, yeah, because <laughs> he was doing this fucking like like gymnast routine and like going through the air with the greatest of ease and yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't last, no, unfortunately. Doesn't. That's fine. We like, got plenty of other eye candy. Ew. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Superfly, since um, that's the name of the stand that is the electrical tower. Yeah. Uh, we did. Yeah, that was uh, weird because depending on how you look at it, this is it's like a non-carbon based, non-living, but living like what's the I don't know. This comes down to like the real. It's not alive. No, but it's a stand. It's a stand. So is it like life force or is it energy or I mean, is, maybe it's intentional that it's an electrical wire or electrical tower. Because it's still hooked up to the grid. So a stand is supposed to be... Thanks, Rocky. It's supposed to be someone's 
soul energy mind all combination of all three depending on how you look at it mm-hmm. i don't fucking get i don't fucking get this stand either like it's yeah. it doesn't need a user right because he, he if you clearly says that if you attack it it's going to not necessarily attack you right back but it it harnesses that energy and diverts it back in the direction it came yeah the dude that the dude that's living in the tower is not also like i feel that like this is important to point out he's not the user he is literally like he if does you refer watch, to himself as the user but but he's not but right he's just trapped yeah he's fucking a he's trapped and b he's only he's been trapped long enough that he figured out how to use the like him being trapped in there and the stand's abilities to his advantage kind of right. to keep him alive so this goes back to strength from part three stardust crusaders which was a ship and there was an orangutan on board that was later classified as the user but i don't think it was the i don't think the orangutan was um was a user in the sense that it elected to be i think that maybe the ship much like this guy in superfly trapped it and was maybe harnessing its psyche somehow Hmm. like a conduit yeah because i from what i understand like like stands do need some kind of life force or energy so or something like, from a living being in order to do the stuff would you say that they're akin to like a, a wand like in like for magic power or magical energy i guess or like a talisman like a magical talisman and that it's like a channeling device. Oh. <laughs> um. Don't make me think about Harry Potter. Yeah, don't make me think about Harry Potter. Um. Perhaps, I guess, like in the very most literal sense of the of the phrase, word, whatever. Yeah, I guess it would have to be. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think we've really before this this episode, the second time was, of course, the first times where we weren't really paying that kind of attention to the show. Like, I don't think we've really considered that possibility. There was so again, there's so much happening in this episode. It's mm-hmm. really hard to digest on your first watch through. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like a million fucking like it's this and that and this and that. And it's I like hated four, that. It's like four episode. different storylines because Rohan's in there, too. Yeah. Rohan's getting his fucking house fixed. Why? Yeah. We don't know. Like Not the, until the next episode. Yeah, the inspector shows up. It's like of all these. But like, it's just of all the absurd things. You're like, oh, this is just some stupid normal person bullshit. Psych. Right. It's not. Of course it's not because it's right. JoJo. Mm-hmm. Part four. Part four. So, yeah, that would be my only. My only. I'm sure there's like forums with like fucking dozens of threads on this exact topic but i have not ventured onto them and i know you haven't Mm -mm. so the only thing i would wager is that these so-called independent stands need to harness life energy from something or someone in order to function yeah properly at least yeah to be used to their to to have power yeah because i mean what was the what was the sword one from part three use the sword as a sword yeah no, uh, Anubis. <laughs> no. Anubis possessed the sword, though. Right. So it's not the really sword the sword didn't 
possess Anubis. That, There's a big difference. Yeah, because like what we're talking about with the electrical tower would kind of fall into the latter category. Yeah. So. But but the Superfly has neither possessed weird not elf dude nor has weird not elf dude possessed the tower. Right. It's just the tower is there, which and is the dude just happened to be there. So if you want to wrong go even, place, wrong time. If you want to even fucking deeper into this, like the this is a this is an electrical tower that was built by the fucking electric company and like, then abandoned. Right. Is that like did they did they somehow is it their fault that the, the fucking electric company or that the electric tower is a, a stand now or what? Like how does that even work? No, because the dude bought it from them. Remember? No, I know, but when did it turn into a stand? At what point? When old photograph Gigi asshole fucking shot it with an arrow probably oh my fucking god that's right but that's like so god like what is he doing like is he just like flying around randomly shooting yes. a fucking arrow literally yes <sighs> I don't know that's how so that hasn't dumb. become evident to you but it's so dumb he literally shot a fucking kid in the face it's so he d- shot a cat in the throat. It's so dumb. He shot a fucking electrical tower that's been abandoned. It's so dumb. It is. It's literally the fucking dumbest shit. But here we are. I know. Talking about it. Yeah. Moving on. Ugh, please God. Are we done with Superfly? Yeah. Yeah. We All right. Are. Let's move to episode thirty-two. No look it back. No look it back. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I guess we could technically not be done with him, but we're done with it. We're done with Superfly. Yeah. You said so two seconds ago. I'm so done with it. Yeah. I'm over it. So, but without mentioning that, which shall not be mentioned, Miki Taka is most precious bean he's because best, of this episode. Best the bean. Yes. Like, I love, like, he's so pure. Just wants to help out. Just wants to be a good boy to help yeah. out his friends. He literally, like, sacrifices himself-ish. Right. So that Josuke no Kiyasu won't get, like, gobbled up by the tower. Yeah. It's or, so good that that which shall not be named. Right. Yeah. Um. And then it's funny because during the fight with I the dude whose name I don't know, don't Tower Boy. Yeah, Towerman. Um. Josuke does a total Joseph thing where Joseph's whole your next line is, and then Josuke goes like, "Oh well, see what you should have said was." Yeah. That was definitely like a quasi kind of subtle nod. Yeah, considering those two have no history together other than buying a bunch of baby shit and yeah. and interacting i think like intermittently off mm-hmm. screen off page whatever during this part i think that was pretty that was pretty good that was like a solid callback like oh remember this is joseph's kid yeah even though he doesn't want to be well that's not true no i don't think I think I think he's very like he's pretty yeah he's very about conflicted it. about it because like this dude knocked up his mom and left forever to go live a life that he'd already been living like forgot about them and didn't even care that maybe he'd gotten someone pregnant. Yes, that is true. But also, his mom knew very much who Joseph Joestar was. Like she knew his name first and last and everything. And there can't be there can't be that many on this planet Joseph Joestars. So Tomoko could have easily looked him up. Right, he's somehow. a famous dude. Well, he's not famous. He's a real estate mogul. He's rich as fuck. Like his name's got to be in publications. Right. That's all I'm saying. But she didn't because she was like, I don't need no fucking man. I'm an independent woman and I will beat the shit out of you if I'm you say otherwise. Wrong as hell, even yeah. though that gets marginalized quickly in this. Well, 
I don't think she's given a, a chance to really act. Yeah, sucks. I'm still and mad defend about herself. That. Still mad about that. I think this next stand user is a is another total fucking loophole. <sighs> it's like Iraqi was like reaching deep. He was like, I'm I'm out of ideas. Someone give me the most stupid thing you can fucking think of. And someone was like, uh, she swallows really hard and then gets turned into a piece of paper. <laughs> Done. Don't take that in the wrong context. But yeah. She swallows her spit really hard <laughs> and then gets turned into a piece of paper. Right. Done. I feel like I feel like honestly at this point in the series, and I feel like it happens like intermittently with JoJo parts. It's the same shit that happened with uh Akira Toriyama towards the end of Dragon Ball with the Boo saga and him being like, I don't got nothing else. I think I'm done with this. And then someone else being like, no, you can't be done. Keep writing shit. And he's like, fine. It's going to suck though. And they're like, we don't care. Just fucking do it. Can we talk about no look at that guy? Yeah. Doing that fucking stair crawl straight out of fucking like B grade horror movie. Yeah. And it's like, and there, there was a wall. There was a wall on one side of those stairs that he could have like just put his up. back against yeah. and went up sideways. And that would have been like way less easier, less nasty, less creepy, more effective, arguably at hiding his back than whatever the hell he did for that. How trip. fucking limber do you have to be to do that to be like, don't look at my back. I'm going to climb your stairs fucking upside down. Way more fucking limber than me. And, and not even, he didn't even go like hands first. He went feet first. Yeah, upside down. That's fucked up. Like a nasty bug. That's super fucked up. It also funny um, because he got all the way to his house like that too, which they talk about inevitably. But like, why? I don't know. This guy is just fucking weird as shit. And well, it's yeah, funny. so is the stand. And it's funny because like Rohan's just like, like his first thing that he does when this dude shows up on his porch is just blasts him and like reads his face and his, and his memories. Wouldn't and stuff. you, if you were a stand user and you knew people were out to fucking kill you? No, I know, but it's Rohan's but, never seen this dude before in his life. And he's like, I'm going to make sure this guy's not out here to kill me. No, I know. I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm saying that I, I appreciate that about Rohan and I wish that the other fucking characters would do the same thing. They can't, they don't have that ability, but if they did, I don't think they would. Cause they're dummies. Like Rohan's got like this, like, you don't think Josuke would be like, let me just, no, I do. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Josuke is a quick thinker, and I think he would probably, like, especially if someone came to his house, he'd be like, I need to, like, make sure my mom doesn't get fucking killed. Hmm. All right. Maybe Josuke would, but I don't know if the Oh, yes, would be dumb as fuck and be like, yeah, sure. Come on in. I got tea. Let's go. Yeah. Tea and biscuits. <laughs> friends? Yeah. We friends? Yeah. Just tail wagging the whole time. Right. Oh, yes, he's like a big fucking pit bull. Yeah. He's a good boy. Like he got big, blocky, <laughs> dumb, empty head. <laughs> just... Tail wagging, destroys everything around it, yes. but only wants to be cuddled. And only thinks about treats. You know, only thinks about cuddles and treats. Well, that was sticky, so that, that didn't work. You got sticky fingers. I got sticky fangies. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, my only other like takeaway from this episode was that foldy paper dude does a heckin' Malone-style lick Ugh. on that bun that he pulls out of his folded paper haha <laughs> did you catch that almost oh wow but like but yeah like and it's is this like is it implying that that's the same bun that she took a bite out of also right that's what he's implying like that he was the yeah. one that took the bite and it's like 
ugh, that makes it even just more nasty. Yes, that is because yeah, she comes home, opens the fridge, and she's like, "Ah, oh, Jessica, you fucker, you took a bite out of my <laughs> you bastard." She yeah, calls him a bastard. You took a bite out of my fucking red bean filled bun and she continues eating it anyway and then there's a teacup sitting there and she's like oh so josuke is home and then i don't know how because any woman knows what their fucking underwear looks like Mm -hmm. and so the fact that she had to like she had to pick up her undies thinking it was some kind of a napkin like bitch you know you don't have napkins like that Mm -mm. how do you not know that's your fucking drawers (laughs) <laughs> sitting on the t- uh, sitting on the counter next to that teacup yo nasty ass drawers somebody been in your house in your drawers mm-hmm. but it's not until she unfolds them and reads like these are your panties right and he wrote it on there yeah like I don't know this shit I mean it was it's legit a scare tactic it was to scare her to see what her reaction to fear would be because that's the whole premise of this stand user but like it was dumb yeah this Tomoko guy... like Tomoko should have seen that and been like who the fuck is in my house? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's part of the reason. Like, cause a, I didn't even remember this dude at all. Like, even when he showed up on the street, I did because the... gun. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's the only reason. But like, I feel as though my mind maybe put it in that this dude's more of a piece of shit because I wanted her to immediately just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, like turn around and just fucking throw a knife Bail through on his him. forehead. Yeah, cause like that was you know like the first thing that we first time we see her. In the street is her pushing a dude's head through his fucking car mm. like some like hopped up spider-man level strength and she, and but yet and then she gets her abilities and strength nerfed like crazy i just well, i mean it. fear does bullshit stuff to people and i guess if you get catcalled enough by assholes driving red convertibles you probably just learn to smash their faces in through their door like instinctively yeah yeah i don't know i'm just i'm kind of still bummed about it yeah so it's okay we can be bummed about it together <sighs> thanks yeah did you have anything else you wanted to cover no cool <laughs> just you know we're getting to the end and like i said the quality control is going into the shitter mm. unfortunately so yeah these last um several episodes will be a fucking wild ride to revisit mm-hmm. which will have to take place after my birthday yeah because you're a cool kid after my birthday I don't want to have a birthday. It'll be good. I feel like if 2020 was going to take anything from me, it should be my fucking birthday. Honey, it'll be a good birthday. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, have a great week. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.